Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the TR90 Body Burn 30 Support Call. This call happens Monday through Friday at this time, which for me is 6.40 in the morning, 7.40 if you're in Mountain Time, 8.40 if you're in Texas Time, 9.40 if you're in Michigan or East Coast Time. Thrilled to have you along with us. Absolutely delighted. If you ever missed these calls, you can go back to Sound. Cloud, S-O-U-N-D-C-L-O-U-D, and TR, put in TR90, Frank Lomas, F-R-A-N-K-L-O-M-A-S, and TR90, and these calls will pop up. They're now archived back more than nine years because we just completed our ninth year, and we're getting a oh, tenth year. Imagine that. Um, with that being said, if you get your podcast through different podcast services or apps, if you, again, if you put in Frank, F-R-A-N-K, Lomas, L-O-M-A-S, and TR90, or if you put in Solutions, the digit for anti-aging, these calls could well pop up as well. Thanks. So we've been seeing and hearing that they're popping up other places. So I wanted to show that bit of information if it makes it easier for you in your life. For those of you that don't know me, I'm Susan Mann out of Portland, Oregon. I come to you with an education background, but a huge interest in both the health, nutrition, and exercise portions of this program. And really, since it's a lifestyle change, really want to help to support your lifestyle change with this. So that tr 90 program in a nutshell is one really good clean, lean meal a day, two shakes a day when you're first starting out, three snacks a day. 30 grams of protein at least three of those meals. That actually helps to build the muscles and helps to work on decreasing the fat deposits. Getting seven to nine hours of rest daily, really important. That's one of those key things in this program. Making sure to get 30 minutes of moderate to heavy exercise at least five days a week. That is also another key component of this program along with getting seven-plus serums of fruits and vegetables in, um, as well as taking those supplements 15 to 20 minutes before a meal. If you're not able to take those supplements 15 to 20 minutes before a meal, take them with your meal. It will still help. It's just not as effective as it would be if you could take it before your meal. Uh, staying hydrated is another key portion of this. And for hydration, you should be drinking a minimum of one ounce for every two pounds you weigh. So if, for, for example, you weigh 100 pounds, you should be drinking a minimum of 50 ounces of water. And if you're not able to drink sufficient water, start with wherever you're at and slowly build up to it just like you would with the sleep because that makes a huge difference. The hydration actually helps keeps things moving and keeps the electrical charges going through your muscles and uh, clearing out some of the debris in your brain. So it does a multitude of things, which is really important and part of the reason why it's included in that TR90 lifestyle. With, for today, I'm sharing some information with you out of a book that's called Superfoods Lifestyle. Simple changes to get the most out of life for the rest of your life. It was written by Stephen G. Pratt, M.D., and Kathy Matthews. They um, 
I just I keep coming back to this book because it has just absolutely lots of information that is I'm finding very key to that TR90 lifestyle, and it dovetails it so well that and it adds some extra added benefits of sometimes recipes and other things that are just really beneficial for that lifestyle change. And today I'm going to be talking about uh, sleep and performance. So there's research evidence that most of the improvement of motor skill depends on sleep. Improvement of perceptual or motor skill continues after training has ended and sleep is a very is very important to maximize this improvement. The sleeping brain does a reprocessing of recent memory patterns involving motor skills. In addition, newer studies support the idea that sleep is essential for brain memory function. Well, you may have guessed that sleep deprivation does take a toll on performance, and this is certainly true. One study showed that the sleep restriction of six hours or less per night produced cognitive performance deficits that mimic the loss of two full nights without sleep. This is actually a relatively moderate sleep debt. Many people experience it regularly, never imagining that it could seriously impair their waking neurological functioning. And this same study, which involved 48 healthy adults aged 21 to 38, also reported that this critical, and this is critical information, that the study subjects were largely unaware of their increasing cognitive disability. Other reports corroborate this finding. We're tired and we're not performing well and we're oblivious to the fact most people believe that they function normally despite being sleep deprived. No doubt this helps to explain why sleep deprivation has become a common condition. We not only perform less well when sleep deprived, we try less. One study of college students who were sleep deprived found that on the day following their sleep loss, they not only, as you might guess, were sleepy, fatigued, and had longer reaction times, but they also selected less difficult tasks than the control group. The selection of the least demanding option in a complex situation has obvious implications for the safety liability, and effectiveness of workers. Nearly 25% of the population, including night shift workers and medical residents and interns, are particularly sensitive to sleep loss. This recent study of medical interns showed a clear relationship between the hours of slack per day and the number of attentional failures during night shift work. Most significant, the study examined the work performance of highly motivated intelligence segment of the population, and clearly their sleep restriction had a significant effect on their ability to perform work. Another study of medical interns reported that those following a traditional schedule, little sleep in long hours, made it 35.9% more medical errors than a group following a so-called intervention schedule, more sleep and reduced work hours. 
Another interesting study compared performance after being awake 30 minutes to 5 hours longer than the subject's normal sleep time versus the measured amount of alcohol intake in the same subject. The authors concluded that the magnitude of the behavior impairment observed when the subjects were performing tasks just a few hours after the normal bedtime of sleep onset exceeded that observed following a legally intoxicating dose of alcohol in these same subjects. The fatigue of sleep deprivation is an important factor that is very likely to compromise performance, accuracy, and speed. In some ways, sleep deprivation is like being drunk without any alcohol in your system. If you believe you can perform well in any endeavor without a good night's sleep, you're wrong. So this is Dr. Pratt says that um, he's got a health style basket case, and we're gonna, I'm going to share that with you just so that you've got a good idea why it's important to our TR90 lifestyle. Every now and again, he encounters a patient who is in desperate need of a complete health style makeover. This patient typically has a poor diet, is highly stressed, and is physically inactive. Here are his instructions. Go home and go to bed. You can't live healthfully if you don't sleep. And chronic sleep debt makes other healthful activities difficult to achieve. You won't exercise if you're exhausted. You won't make good food choices if your appetite control is out of whack, as it will be if you're sleep deprived. And you sure can't control stress when you're struggling to stay awake and function on a high level. He prescribes a full week of adequate sleep before you begin to think about setting other healthy goals. When you've achieved that, then you're ready to take on all the other health style changes. So that's another reason why it's really important to get good rest nightly. So close your eyes to avoid diabetes. The data from the nurses' health studies showed that healthy women who reported getting less than five hours or more than nine hours of sleep were more apt to develop diabetes in the next 10 years than the women who initially averaged seven to eight hours of sleep. A sleep debt of three or four hours a night over a few days can result in metabolic changes that mimic a pre-diabetic state. And perhaps one of the, um, close your eyes and lose weight. Well, perhaps one of the most interesting recent studies and findings about sleep is the effect that it has on obesity. It's interesting to note that Americans' nighttime sleep duration lessened by one to two hours over the second half of the 21st century. The incidence of obesity doubled roughly over that same time period. While sleep deprivation alone can't explain the rise in obesity and diabetes, it surely plays a contributing role. One study showed that the less you sleep, the more likely you are to become obese. This study conducted at the Columbia University demonstrated a clear link between the risk for being obese and the number of hours of sleep each night, even after controlling for depression, physical activity, alcohol consumption, ethnicity, level of education, 
age, and gender. The study subjects were 32 to 59, who slept four hours or less per night, were 73% more likely to be obese than those who slept seven to nine hours per night. Those who got only five hours each night had a 50% higher risk than those who got a full night's sleep. And those who got six hours of sleep were still 23% more likely to be substantially overweight. And in another study, adolescents with greater sleep disruption or generally poor quality of sleep time at nighttime also demonstrated lower daytime activity. For each hour of sleep loss, the odds of obesity increased by 80%. One of the reasons sleep seems to have such a dramatic effect on weight is its intimate relationship between sleep and hormones. When you experience sleep deprivation, your blood levels of leptin, a hormone that acts as an appetite suppressant, appear to decrease. Leptin is a hormone that's produced by fat cells. It helps to regulate your appetite and your metabolism. High levels of leptin help you to eat less, while low levels increase your appetite and cause you to eat more. In a study on sleep and leptin, it was found that the subjects who slept less than five hours a night had a significant decrease in leptin and, additionally, a significantly increase in ghrelin, a hormone that triggers hunger. Another factor to consider in this relationship between sleep deprivation and obesity is perhaps more obvious. When we're tired, we're less likely to make good choices about health-related activities. It's difficult to keep up with exercise routines or to cook a healthy dinner if you're just totally exhausted. So getting sufficient sleep not only contributes to your long-term health and your overall performance, it also helps to reduce your chances of being obese. So how much do we need? Well, while we know that adequate sleep is crucial to optimum health, we don't know the precise amount of sleep to recommend for everyone. We do know that as we age over a lifespan, we need, our need for sleep seems to change and diminish. In the first days of life, our total sleep time is roughly 16 hours falling to about 14 hours by the end of the first month. At six months of age, we're sleeping about 12 hours, and this amount declines about 30 minutes per year through age five. By adolescence, we're sleeping from nine to 10 hours, and as adults, seven to eight hours. There are, of course, individual differences in the needs for sleep and abilities to sleep. We know that women have greater need to sleep than men. And on average, though they retire earlier than men and fall asleep faster, they report more time spent awake during the night and generally poor sleep quality. While not getting enough sleep is clearly associated with increased health risks, so is getting too much sleep. And in a nurse's health study of 82,969 women, responding to the questionnaire revealed that those who slept five hours or less a night had a 15% greater mortality risk compared to those sleeping seven hours. But those who slept nine hours had a 42% increase in risk. 
Other studies have reported similar patterns. He recommends, he being Dr. Pratt, seven to eight hours of sleep each night, while some people may claim that they do well on less, even six hours of sleep a night, does not prevent cumulative performance deficits. So with that being said, I'm going to take that off of mute since I believe we reached in our time for the day. This is Susan Mann out of Portland, Oregon on November 16th, 2021, signing off. Hope you have a great day. If you're looking to build a new skin business at the top of the hour, if you hop over to Facebook, One Team Global Live, one of our business partners will be sharing information on how you can possibly build a new skin business. So there we have it, my friends, sleep and why we should be making sure that we are getting it. Have a great day, everybody. I will. You too. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. And if there's no other questions or comments, I am going to let everybody go so that we too can get a move on with our day.